Hey folks, this is the guy Chad, and you are listening to the Turnbuckle Report, a Dogcast Studio podcast. You can catch us every Wednesday. You can also listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, and we are now on TuneIn and iHeartRadio. Follow our show on Facebook and Twitter. Merry Christmas, baby. Welcome, folks, to another episode of the Turnbuckle Report. Casting live tonight from none other than Coldy, Colorado. That's right, the people's host. In the uh, left corner, I guess from where I'm positioned, would be the guy, Chad. Oh, yeah, we out here. Too cold to hold because we're in the frozen tundra, baby. Yeah. Mmm. Tagging in in the right. He's sweating. Hasn't even moved. Joshua, the dog cast father himself. What's up, brother? Big pepperoni nipples himself is on the cast tonight, my man. Pepperoni, what's happening? I, mean, I like the pepperonis. Not so much the sausages, but the pepperonis. Let me, let me ask you something. What do you like on your, on your thick crust? Do you like all pepperoni, or do you got to have a little sausage in your thick crust, man? A little Chicago style. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm. Well, if it's Chicago style, I gotta have a little sausage. Not the biggest fan of Chicago style. What was that, Josh? You said you don't, you like dicks. What was that? Not the biggest fan of Chicago it, style. Excuse pizza. me. Mm. No. April Fools! <laughs> you think this fucking you guy ain't gonna me. eat no Chicago you deep dish? Get me it. Uh, for me, I have to go sausage on the the deep dish. Let me tell you something. Yeah, I definitely have to have sausage on my deep dish. Yeah, I, you know, any other time. Any other time, it's all pepperones for me, but uh, on this deep dish, I gotta have. The sauce. I like I like it as an all meat, man. You know, I'll be honest with you. You know, speaking of speaking of pizza, um, I'm I'm more of a cheese guy. I'm a thin crust cheese guy. <sighs> really? No, no, Must that's just an unfinished pizza organ thing. No, dipping it in I ranch. Love, I love cheese so much. <laughs> Do you dip it in ranch, oh, man? Fucking bet your ass. I that's a, that's totally a, that's totally an organ you know, thing. I know. Uh, Krista's mom. If you guys don't know, Kristar. That is the Chris name Tar. I just gave her. <laughs> um, that is Leland's wife, my cousin, and Chad's cousin, and probably Leland's cousin. They're from Colorado. Hey, uh, <laughs> representing Williamsburg. But uh, no, I'm pretty sure Eileen first had ranch on pizza when she came here. Yeah. It's I just feel like everybody's I, 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 everybody's yeah. cousin these days. Yeah, just Here's the thing. I, I went to a wedding. Is. I'm like, those two look like my cousins. And I was right. <laughs> I actually went to a wedding. It was for my cousin. That's why they were my cousins. But So I approached them at the wedding. I was like, you guys like deep dish? And they're like, yeah, we love deep dish. I'm like, you must be my cousins. <laughs> as long as it has that sausage. Oh, God. The sausage is nice. The sausage is nice. You know, I'll tell you what. The last episode, we uh, we ended on some Star Wars talk, and Josh, you just know that consumes most of my thinking. I know that I'm the host of a wrestling podcast, but folks, if you haven't figured it out, I'm I'm a, I'm quite the Star Wars junkie. And when I mean junkie, I'm I mean I'm mainlining it. this shit. I line it out, I cook it in a spoon, 
and I mainline it. That's how much I love Star Wars. Mm. <laughs> so when I same exact thing for me, I put it in a spoon as well, then I heat it up with a torch. <laughs> well, I got, I, I, and, and just, I just inject it right in your vein. I, can. <laughs> I get a big spoon, <laughs> tablespoon, nice silver one. I put a little bit of Star Wars in there. I spit in it because that's how you do it. You can't waste time on getting a bottle of water. You just, you just, <laughs> you spit in it, and then, and then the torch, the torch, okay, and then. Mainline. That's a drug reference. That's not that's not how you explained it to me yesterday. You you told me you told me a little different story yesterday on how you felt about Star Wars. You said it was like watching porn for the first time, baby. Every time. Every time. Well I'll tell okay. Okay. So tonight I want to talk some Mandalorian. I wanna I wanna talk where Star Wars is going because um, we've all three been texting each other, talking about the futures of the Star Warses. And I thought this would be a nice mishmash tonight of, uh, we're, don't worry, we're gonna talk wrestling too. We're gonna get a little AEW, we're gonna get a little, maybe just a little Survivor Series. But uh, tonight's gonna be a nice mishmash of uh, when the world of TBR and Dogcast come together. Dun, 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 dun. When worlds collide, when worlds collide. <laughs> little SpongeBob right there. That was nice, that was nice. So, Josh, you kind of started this off on the last episode, at the end of it. Uh, I want, right, what's, uh, where are you at with The Mandalorian right now? You are all caught up, I know that, but where where are you at in your fandom, your lore, I mean, where are you at with it right now? Well, with uh, Star Wars being confirmed, for everybody that doesn't know, Star Wars is confirmed to have projects set out to 2035. So when you really break it down like that, they have a lot of stuff in production with the Obi-Wan series coming out, and I think Mandalorian is basically restarting the Star Wars universe for what we needed. Because truthfully, the Star Wars community as a whole has been kind of let down over the past, um, however long it's been since the first one came out. been a couple days. A few days. they've been kind of let down. Because after the first, second, and third one, they've kind of fell a little bit subpar in all their follow-up. Not everything, but a majority of it. And... With Mandalorian, they're kind of cleaning up all the shit. People's like, oh, there's a loophole in that that don't make sense. Mandalorian mm-hmm. closes loopholes, okay? And it's also kind of giving you insight to other shit that's going on. Leland, I know you really enjoy that chat. I'm sure you do too. That when you get the backstory that you've been wanting since you were a child, and then to see characters that you thought you'd never see in live action be in live action mm. and in the quality that they, they were. Mm, yes. I mean, Mandalorian is restarting the Star Wars universe. And I think that since the Avengers are done and we're going into this new wave of bullshit, <laughs> Star Wars is going to be the next generation's Avengers. I think for the next 10 years, Star Wars will be on everybody's list. Yeah, I think we're getting ready to enter into the, the best 20 years of Star Wars right now. They're finally bringing together the oh, comics, the books. I mean, you guys, you guys know I get into the books too. Anything Star Wars, I try to mainline that. But um, this, Chad, what's your what's your opinion on this? Won't right? tag me in. I, I know you. I know you're 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 a longtime Star Wars fan. You want me to get in this tag? Me, tag. You want me to put it down? <laughs> Here, I'm gonna do the hot tag to you. There you go. Man, Ahsoka in that in that episode, like a couple weeks back, man. Speaking of plug and holes. God dang, was that not badass to see a Jedi on screen portrayed the way a Jedi is supposed mm-hmm. to be portrayed. And I know Ahsoka isn't like a true Jedi, but just to see that oh, yeah, of was course she is. awesome. 
It was so good, man. You know, she it was justice to that character because she's coming out of the Clone Wars. She, you know, she was. Uh, you guys enjoy. I assume you guys enjoy the the Clone Wars on on Cartoon Network, or at least I think it just wrapped up last year, right? Yeah. Well, they came they came back and did season uh, six, was it? Yeah, I think it was no, more for like a seven. Disney Plus thing, but for sure, yeah, it was it was great. And uh, just to see Ahsoka in live action was just awesome. It was like a character you didn't mm-hmm. expect to pop up on the on a live action, and there she was, and all her badass glory. And Rosaria Dawson mm-hmm. just knocked it out of the park. Let me tell you something. Um, hey, yo. I, I, you know what? I am I am digging this season. Like I thought, how are they gonna top season one? And they're doing it. And then and mm-hmm. then spoiler alert. Fucking Boba man shows up and he's like, "Fucking give me back <sighs> my, my armor, dog, or I will shoot your little <laughs> baby fucking Yoda up there if you don't give that shit back." <laughs> Here's a th- you see that fucking sharpshooter up there? I'm gonna take that little fucking frog out if you don't give me back my armor. Listen, if that frog eating bitch comes near me one more time, I'm gonna whip out this blaster and shoot him in his head. You hear me? Give me my guns, please. That's all I'm saying. Please, God bless. Did you guys not cream your that pants been a little much bit? Better. God bless. Just a little, just a tiny, just a, just a hair. I'll tell you right now. Uh, it all it, it it almost brought me to tears seeing the slave one. Oh God! I'm, I'm sporting my I'm sporting my boba hat tonight. By the way, uh, I got pissed off at my wife. She's like, "Whose ship is that?" I was like, "What the fuck do you mean? Whose ship is it?" Like, she was like, "You that have looked like Boba Fat." Oh my God! Yeah, yeah Melissa's not the biggest. What, you, what were you going to say? Fan. What what's some what was that bullshit you ready to fall out of your mouth there, Josh? The only problem I had with the episode was when his ship flew into the the scene. By the way, when he flew into that the slave scene, one, you had a problem with it. Um, the first thing, yeah. Well, let's just let's just back it up for a second. Okay? Back it up. That that ship mm-hmm. was his dad's ship, right? Mm-hmm. Dates way back to the Clone mm-hmm. Wars. Okay. Yes. Let's just follow a timeline. I know where you're not, going, not and this has been explained. Fact, but go ahead. Not to say the fact that he apparently parked in, you know, maybe he had it, like, parked for him, parked at the casino on Tatooine, and they've just had it stored for him the whole time, that he was apparently not dead. Um, But how the hell do you explain that ship's not tampered with or fucking destroyed? After all these years, he still has that ship. got an answer. That was a little hard for me to believe. Please, Chad, I jump in because I have an answer, too. Go ahead. Doc browned it. He put it in a cave. I, I, well, I, I, I mean, he had to put it somewhere where it was hidden, right? Your 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 theory has some holes in there, Josh. Because if that's the case, the Millennium Falcon's older than the Slave One, and it's still up and going. It's like the most iconic ship in all Star Wars. Yeah, it's like an old Volkswagen now, Beetle. Out if there, you but get it's getting it done, that's valid. If you get into some of the um, the comics, <laughs> uh, we know we've known in in the comics that, that Boba Fett's been alive and been in the universe. But it was just cool to see that finally come back and he's on screen. He've had he's had four different versions of the Slave One. The most recent version, Slave Four, uh, looked just like the Mandalorian ship, exactly like it. So if you see that come in the production, right? You see that flying in, you're not going to have any clue. But that Slave One is so iconic, and the last time we saw it on screen what was it, Episode. Uh, well, Empire Strikes Back, I guess. 
but you've seen it plenty of times is what I'm trying to say. Uh, if the other ones come in, you don't know you don't know what you're seeing. So he has to come in with the slave one. He probably got fixed. I don't know. He's been journeying around. They dropped that line. He's been he's a man wandering around in the universe, which uh, is pretty iconic, right? It's not like Star we're gonna, Trek, we're right? Gonna remember where it's like that. Enterprise A, B, C, D, E, F, G, anything that's part of the freaking alphabet. Enterprise, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's Slave One. It's iconic. It's probably just as iconic as the original Enterprise ship that on Star Trek. And I hate the cross universe. I know. I, I hate to do that to you guys. Don't do that. I hate to do it. Don't do that. Because I'm as big I'm in Star Trek as I am in the Star Wars. And a lot of people are like, you can't oh, be one. You gotta, you gotta pick a side. No. No, man, I love them both equally. But yeah, you're right. Uh, very iconic. Had to come on screen. I think it was more for the iconic scene to see it come into uh, into view. You know, just you just knew what it was. You seen mm -hmm. it come down and land. You knew. You knew immediately who that was and what ship that was. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I want to back up to chapter chapter thirteen um, when we saw Ahsoka. Now. Josh, you knew I was going to lose my mind. And you had watched the show before me. You knew I was going to lose my mind when they dropped the Grand Admiral Thrawn line. Uh, I am a huge Thrawn fan. It is just, just for you. Yeah, I know you guys know this, but just for our fans. I'm a huge Admiral Thrawn fan. Um, he's blue. He's blue. Timothy Zahn created him. He lives in Bandon, Oregon. Josh, you and your dad went and got me that signed copy of Thrawn Alliances. So awesome. Huge Thrawn fan. So I've been begging in the Star Wars universe that they got to bring him on on screen somehow. Not just this little animated cameo that he had in Rebels. He's so much more of a character than that. Um, and now he just released Thrawn Ascendancy. And I don't know if you guys have had a chance to read this or get into it a little bit. But um, it is the first piece of Star Wars that starts out every one of these books uh every one of the animated series anything star wars always starts out with in a galaxy far far away a long time ago right a long time ago this book starts out with in a gal it beyond a galaxy far far away a long time ago so that to me when i heard that one line that they finally changed that iconic line that told me there's the next 20 years of star wars because they're going to do every mm -hmm. everything beyond the outer rim that's where all this is going to go. I think, I yep. think you're going to see characters like Darth, Re Darth Revan come in play. Uh, I think Thrawn is going to be the new uh, antagonist in all of um, <clears throat> all of Star Wars. Not just Mandalorian. I think he's going to make a play in uh, in the Obi-Wan series as well. And if Ahsoka... You think so? I, that early? Well, I do because uh, if you go back and read the the Thrawn books that have, that have came out in the last couple of years, um, that was the time he was in Coruscant. So that time frame would make make complete sense. You would see him in play. You would see him taking over bits and pieces of the of the Imperial Navy, uh, that kind of thing. So, you know, it would actually would make total sense because that would be the, them kind of introducing him early, mm -hmm. and then showing that he has been around in the Star Wars universe. And we just didn't know, and then he has his own fleet. So they're going to have to show him early. I would definitely. Agree I with think that. they're setting Thrawn up the same way they set Vader up. You saw Vader. 100%, he was he was impressive on screen. The the breathing. He spoke he spoke with a, a you know a, an iconic voice. Thrawn has the same thing. When we finally see him on screen, I know it's going to be a lot of a lot of first time for a lot of people. 
when you see him on screen, he's going to be just as impressive looking with the white uniform and the, the blue, blue, you know, dark hair, the blue skin, that kind of thing. And then he has such a, a unique voice that that's going to be the same thing we got from Vader. And they've they've spent so much time building his back character that you're going to be able to see him played out as he is now. And then they're going to be able to do prequels where I think the Obi-Wan series is going to come in. Now, we already know that the Obi-Wan series is going to have a lot of Darth Maul. And I, I know I know you're pumped about that, Josh. Chad, you too. You're a big Maul guy, right? Well, I love Darth Maul. I was kind of hoping that he would be the big bad in in uh, Obi-Wan series. Let me ask you a question yeah, about I Thawne think he's Bot, going to. What what actor would you like to see him yeah. play that character? I, I'm kind of I'm kind of going for Jason Isaacs myself. I feel like he looks the closest to the character the way it's depicted in the uh in the in the book covers in the comics. If I could pick it it would be John Hamm. Mm. It's another good one. Good pick. Yeah. Josh? I can't remember the guy's name. He's the main villain from Doctor Strange. Mm. I can't remember the guy's name. I don't know. Uh, I know who you're talking about, but yeah, he would be a good one too. Clickety, clickety. Google, Google, come save us. Google, Google, Google save me. Please come in. Google, save me. Please come in. Google, are you there? Stand by. Did you find it? Google, can you hear me? <laughs> Google, can you hear me? I'm just typically, folks. We do a little better. Uh... <laughs> We're usually a lot better prepared. This was a this was a spitball question that came out of nowhere. So unfortunately, we are not prepared to yeah. answer. Mads McKillison. I don't know who that is. Google him, and you'll agree with me on her. We're we're already deep into Google. Didn't he play Hannibal too well. on <laughs> NBC? Right. I believe so. Yeah, he's a he's a good actor. I I, 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 I could okay. see him in that What's role. He's a very good villain actor. Here we go. But so was Jason yeah, Isaac, I man. In Harry Potter, he was awesome. Yeah, no, you're right. I I could see the Jason Isaac thing too. It's it's got to be somebody that is um a oh, nice nice picture there. Thank you, Josh. It's got to be somebody that that can really pull off that stoic um, presence. I'm, try, I'm trying. What about to, Roman Reigns? I just think no. Man, he's so the stoic. He's so heel right like now, that. man. He's head of the table. He has. He's spending way too much time at this table. By the way. <laughs> um. Now, anyway, to wind down this Star Wars talk, we have twenty. I, I think we got twenty years ahead of us right now. Of, uh, of Star Wars and everything that's getting ready to happen. And with everything that's happened this season in Mandalorian, it has made me come to the realization, and this is the first for me, guys. Uh-oh. It has made me come to the realization that episodes 7, 8, and 9 were complete mm. dog shit. Whoa, didn't we say and that like totally last episode? It. No, you guys said that. You guys said that. But I have defended these shows over and over and over, these episodes, because they're Star Wars. And they I thought standalone, cinematic, they were good shows. I've literally went back uh, this last weekend and watched every one of them. And uh, it was easy for me because TNT had a whole Yeah, it was uh, a whole marathon. Marathon right? going. Yeah. yeah, so it really, really helped. Um, but no, they just, they really missed the point. They really missed the mark. And now you're seeing, and I, and I think the problem was back then there maybe J.J. Abrams. I, I don't know. I don't know who who was doing all the the think tank. But I got stuff excited for Force Star Awakens, Wars though. this time. I got excited after that movie. But that movie pumped. Here's me where up. they missed the mark: is they well, Force Awakens, yes, but they missed the mark because these iconic characters that we're now seeing in the Mandalorian 
and is blowing up the Star Wars world were around back then too. So they had an opportunity to kind of build them into story, but they they just wanted to do a carbon copy. Because um, you can't, come on, Force Awakens is a complete carbon copy. Absolutely, and that's where people fell off, fell off the ship. They were like, okay, we've seen this before. We need something new. And Mandalorian is exactly that. It's something new. Yeah. It's something it's a little new, bit of old and it's with something groundbreaking. new. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I mean, this is the first Star Wars anything that's actually giving us what we want. We've, we, we've wanted everything all these that characters we want. to be They're, live everything. action. Boba Fett's arguably the second most notable character in all of Star Wars. And we've realistically Agreed. only had 10 minutes of him ever in live action, realistically. Maybe even if that. And so the fact mm-hmm. that they brought him into the episode had him that cool and use the same actor. I mean, I don't know. Well, I'll tell you something that wasn't cool. And it also happened this week on Wednesday night. Winter is coming. Oh, shit. Let's get our, let's get our AE dub hat. What, no, what is it called now? It's called T-N-A-E-W-C-W. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. It has officially happened. Uh, Josh was right, is right. I bid you adieu, Kaisa. Uh, Sting, the motherfucker. Did you guys pop for Sting? No. I was pissed. I was like, no! No! Yeah. No, I was I was Michael Scott. God, no, no, no! God, Sorry, no. your birthday's so lame, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get that Jericho versus Sting <sighs> now? Come on, guys. Let's get Jericho versus Sting. Nobody so... wants to watch anybody wrestle for an AARP card. <laughs> Is the AARP? Movie. Yeah, we don't want to see that USA. at all. I, I, you know, and I'm glad you guys are saying this because social media like is really blowing up with, oh my God, staying, staying, oh my God. I just don't get it. I, he's 61 years old. That's right. What is he gonna? What is he gonna? And he signed a long-term contract. What's a year deal. I'm not saying the guy doesn't have something to offer, but. I don't have any interest in seeing him in the ring. I don't have any interest in him taking ring time and TV time from some of these new and upcomers. I would much rather take Sting's time and plug that with FTR. Unpopular vote here. Unpopular anything. I'm getting to a point where I'm done with Jericho. I'm sorry. He's getting... I'd just rather hear him on the mic than watch him in the ring because he's... It's Chris Jericho. He's the GOAT. Like, I'm going to pop for that dude for the rest of my life, but I swear to you, like, it was like Ric Flair there towards the end when he was on TNA. It's like, okay, come on. Let's get some fresh blood in here. I think that's the direction they're going, but I'm even at that point. But I still have a couple Jericho matches in me, but I don't have a single fucking Sting match in me at all. Not one. Don't need it. Didn't ask for it. I don't know who did. Did you, Leland? Did you ask for that, Josh? Did you? Never once. There was no. Did, did they listen to our podcast and go, "Oh shit, let's get Sting, let's get Sting"? Josh, you you're itching to jump in. What do you want to say? Here's my biggest problem with it. Now, don't get me wrong. I've always liked Sting. So when he came out, I was like, "Oh fuck," you know. But then, like the other side of me is like, the fact that he signed a two year contract and he's going to be on live television every week. Because AEW does that. They're not going to sign like a Brock mm-hmm. Lesnar. You're going to show up once a millennium and you're going to hold that fucking belt. AEW is like, you want to sign yeah, here. Yeah, they're too small at this point. You're going to fucking wrestle. Here's my problem with that. Mm-hmm. Anybody that is the same age 
as fucking Bill Murray, Bruce Willis, and fucking Mel Gibson shouldn't be wrestling in the arena, okay? His last match on TNT was against Ric Flair. You seen Ric Flair recently? Fucker can barely walk. So you're <laughs> telling me that mm-hmm. this dude <laughs> who was wrestling Ric Flair in his prime and Hulk Hogan is now going to be your star? Well, it's almost like the big dog called that shit long time ago because they have been mimicking WC fucking W for a long time. And now, I do really enjoy the fact. Now, let, let's back it up a little bit, though. I do really like the fact that they are teaming up with TNA. Okay, I have always been a fan of cross promotions. And TNA mm-hmm. and AEW yeah. are the biggest um, professional indies, what I always like to call those. Because for some reason, WWE, to me, is the only like big name. And AEW and TNA are like the G League in basketball. People aren't going to like that I said that. Majority of people yeah. aren't gonna like that I said that, but that's just how it feels, okay. And coming coming from a new okay. viewer, this crossover will be good for both promotions. And truthfully, there's enough names on both brands now to where WWE should be a little fucking worried because I'm sure they are. Oh, they have to be because AEW's been scooping up people, and let's be honest, Sting will bring in the viewers that are older, okay. And what crowd don't they have right now? Mm-hmm. The fucking the old fifty five and up. So that's what's gonna they're gonna yep. take. They're like, fine. If you guys want to keep your 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 children watching W or the WWE product, you go ahead and have the kids. We'll go ahead and take the viewers that pay for their shit. So they're gonna get the parents of those children and the parents <laughs> of the parents' children. Yeah. And they're gonna watch the viewership. They're gonna watch the crossover. They're gonna like the nostalgia of it. Us, we're gonna like this the crossover in general. And the older people are gonna like the older people factor that are on these shows because they're like, I remember watching him back when whatever. And so I actually think that WWE should be worried right now about that. So in 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 what was that two a minute and a half rant? I went from Sting being the worst thing that could have happened to AEW. And then you go into the cross promotions, and now I'm kind of convinced that Sting was a good idea. I'm not convinced that Sting was a good idea. I'm just – because I don't think anybody that old should be a full-time wrestler. They just – they can't perform. I I agree. I think there's there's other things for him. Let me me put it – let me put it – But obviously they're not going to do that. I love The Undertaker. I don't like to watch the fucker mm-hmm. wrestle. Okay? Especially nowadays. Yeah, because he's, he's done. done. It's he's done. done. Yeah. Sting, I will give him this, is in way better shape than The Undertaker when he wrestles. For me personally, I feel like he still looks better than The Undertaker. Undertaker, for the past 10 years, has looked old to me. Sting really hasn't looked old to me because he's still doing kind of like the high-flying shit a little bit. So, But the problem with that is that he hasn't been... Well, when was the last time he had a match, though? Five years mm-hmm. ago? Since he since Seth Rollins broke his or uh, Seth Goldberg. Rollins were hurt in his neck or whatever. Yeah, that was that was twenty fifteen, right? Yeah, it's like three or four years ago. Yeah, I mean, buckle bomb. That was the end of that. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah, it was. Well, the end of uh, something else was uh, John Moxley's reign as W as AEW champion. I got mixed emotions. Omega about that is too. now carrying the belt. Well, that's why we do a show. What's your mixed emotions there, Chad? I feel like with Omega right now, this is the one thing I've always had an issue with AEW, is that 
they've got too many guys on the roster, one show to get everything done, and they got to try to create a build in a very short period of time. And I still am not getting the cleaner from New Japan. And this is who they expect to carry the belt while Moxley goes off and has a kid. Like, I just... Like, what's wrong with putting Hangman in that position? Or, you know, why did why did they go with the Mo- uh, Omega train? Like, I feel like Omega needed a little more time to build that heel heat a little bit. And if we would have put, you know, given the belt to, to Hangman Page a little bit and let him hang on to it for a little while mm-hmm. and allow, allow him and Omega to go at it for a while while Moxley's out of the picture for a few months, maybe. But, uh... I don't know. I'm mixed because then on the same side of it, I want to see what he does on TNA. I want to see what he does with the belt. I want to see if the true cleaner is now here to stay. I I want to see that. So he's got my curiosity, but I'm just, I hate how things get rushed sometimes at AEW. I I guess I'm on standby with this. I'm just, I'm really mixed. Do you think we're going to see that AEW title defended on TNA? No. A lot of people are saying no. A lot of people saying it's not going to happen. Truly, I don't know. I would love to see it if it was, but a lot of people are saying it's never going to happen. It'll never happen. Do you think this is the time for Nick Aldis to jump in the jump in the mix? Nick's already been interviewed. He said straight up, "Fuck no." He wants to stay right where he is. Why? Not I have making no money. idea. He is. Yeah. He is a hell of a champion. He's a hell of a wrestler. Why he's staying in that? I don't know. He's worried he's going to be foreshadowed. Problem is, Superman doesn't want to leave the Justice League. That's just it. And right now, he's a Superman of the promotion mm-hmm. he's at. You throw him in the mix at AEW, and he's actually going to have to per- perform or be cast out, really. And I think he has the ability to perform. I just think that he likes the cherry seat that he's in. I think he's riding it probably until NWA kind of folds. Or here's what I here's my other that I'm like 51% on. I think that there's bigger there's bigger <laughs> stuff at play here. And I think that NWA is going to really come into the fold. And so it's not so much that he, I think he kind of wanted everyone to know, no, I'm not going to AEW. I think it's a work. I think that he's going to go to – I think he's I on think NWA, so but that's only because they're going to see how this TNA cross-promotion goes, and they're going to try to bring in NWA. You're going to combine the three shows, mm-hmm. and I think that's their in-game plan here. And I think that, that he wanted to say no, so he could be the front runner to kind of give them, I don't know, legitimacy. Because if he leaves that show, no one's going to give a shit. No one's going to want to watch NWA wrestle TNA and AEW. Yeah. He stays there, they do. Nick Aldis has the potential to be the AEW champion, the Impact champion, any one of the WWE titles. He has the potential to do all that. So for him to, you know, to sit back and, and placate that, I think you're absolutely right. I think he's waiting for NWA to figure out what in the hell they're going to do. He had a hell of a match um, uh, against Mike Bennett, too, and that, that replay. But of that's what I'm saying. He does, uh, he does have a time. match. They were calling it NWA Shockwave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. No, it was, it was a hell a great of a match. match. But that's what I'm saying. He, uh, what, he needs to start looking at timelines. Like what – I hear JR say it all the time. This is a this is a business, and you're doing it for the money. And if you say you're not, you're full of shit. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it for money, if you're doing this because it's your livelihood and it's your business, and your business is ticking down with your age, then fuck that. 
you're going to get into the big arena and start mm-hmm. playing ball. So I don't buy that bullshit for one second from Nick Adams. No, I want to see him. He's waiting out in NWA on AEW Dark. I want to see him show up just like Thunder Rosa did, put that title on the line on an AEW match or you know a buy-in mm-hmm. for a pay-per-view. I'd love that. You know, give give uh, give Darby Allen something to do other than hold that stupid ass TNT title that seems like every week it's starting not to mean shit anymore. Well, I'd love to see a uh, a title versus title match NWA. Title against AEW. Oh, I'd love to see Omega that. versus all this would be a hell of a good match. Yeah. And since That's AEW doesn't give a shit if you're heel or face, they'll let you go at it. I'm all for it. Or how about this? You have Aldis defending the NWA title. You got Omega defending the uh, AEW title. And then you decide what angle you want to go, make it a triple threat, and toss either a Hangman Page babyface or an MJF heel. And tell me that's not gonna that's not gonna blow up any. Do you think of a Survivor Series where it would be something like that with NWA, Impact, and AEW? Here's what I, I think personally. I think they're gonna have a Raw versus, type pay per view. They're gonna have a Raw like a Raw versus SmackDown. I think they're, they're gonna pick a five man yeah. tag team. Okay, and I think the AEW obviously is gonna be led by Cody Rhodes, but he's not gonna wrestle. Okay, I think the angle they're gonna go with is that their their team mm-hmm. will be Kenny Omega. Darby Allen, the Young Bucks, and Brian Cage versus Rich Swan, the Good Brothers, uh, mm-hmm. Roja yep. Raju, or whatever the dude's name is, and Moose. That's oh, champions Moose. versus champions. You have, such a you have your main season, belt, man. your tag team belt, your intercontinental style belt, and your bullshit belt all in, all in a ring, and they mm-hmm. will go at it. That's what I personally believe. We'll bring that those promotions together because I can tell you right now, there's not been a Raw versus SmackDown that I've gave it shit about since the Attitude Era. You put AEW correct versus Impact, and those that's the teams that you give me. I'm all fucking over that. I'm watching that because yeah. the talent. I'll pay for that pay per view twice. Yeah, uh, dude. I'll pay one for Impact and AEW. I'll give them both money. I mean, that would it would, it would be. And I believe you would do that, Chad, because you have done. You could have you could have uh, you could have uh, Eddie. Um, Eddie Edwards on TNA Eddie Kingston go up against Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Because Eddie Edwards is, yep. is like they're like, the like they're uh, you know they cool boy and then you got Eddie Kingston's that's like our gangster dude. So I mean you have so many angles yeah. that you can go with. You know what I mean? I just think that it would be really good for the mm-hmm. industry and I, I'm all over it. You know who I'd love to see in that five man too is and Pac. then I think they Pac should... in there somewhere. Yeah. That'd be awesome. And then Impact's already messed around with this. I'd like to see a Sammy Callahan against Abudon match. I think that'd be badass. Oh, man versus Hard girl. girl. All right. I like that. And they've already done that. Sammy Callahan uh, defended his title against um, Tessa, Blanchard. Uh, Tessa Blanchard. Yeah. There's a lot of angles here. I mean, there's a lot of, lot of positivity that could really come out of this. Yeah. It's it, it'll be good. I, I like I like that angle a lot. I think if they get those tag teams in there or those five five man teams in there and you get that going. And you know the other thing too, TNA has a better women's division than AEW. You mix them in there a little sure. bit, that helps promote their women's yep. division, you know, strengthen it a little bit. Have have Heath go up against uh Adam Page. I mean, there's so many things you could pull. You know what I mean? Similar characters going at it, see who's the better show. That's 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 what WWE idea of the Raw versus SmackDown always was, but we never really get. This this would be yeah, that because it doesn't mean shit. 
this doesn't well, mean no, anything. because then they change their they change their storylines from week to week. Where if you have two separate companies, they you wouldn't be able to do that, that. What I would truthfully love is an actual draft. Think about if these two shows came together. Oh yeah, put on an actual fucking that actually draft, meant something. Holy fuck me sideways! What that would take is Tony Khan buying out Impact Wrestling. That's literally what that what that would take. But now there's a rumor he's going to do that. There is rumor, and that but there's if if no one if no one really if they didn't like play into that that though and have like that's a completely different show. AEW is a completely different show, but you did that a, a draft. I'd be all over that. I'd be all over it. I could see Tony Khan doing that. I mean, think about this. He's already he's already guaranteed TNT that he was going to give them another wrestling product mm-hmm. on TNT. He buys that Impact. 100%. There you go. One hundred percent. And now he's got now he's got two playgrounds he can and he the can, TNT uh, belt will be the first belt to switch hands from AEW to to Impact. The the oh, main I belt so won't see that, but the TNT belt will. I can guarantee you right now. Yeah, I mean one hundred percent because that one is interchangeable. You're going to completely kill the credibility of AEW or Impact if you start switching those yep. those titles. It's 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 mm-hmm. you couldn't do that. You couldn't do that. Twenty years of Star Wars cross promotion between AEW and Impact. That just means nothing but the future. And I'll tell you right now, the future is looking bright because whether you're heel, whether you're babyface, you do you, baby. Dogcast Production.